Richie. Hi, Sin. Hi, everyone. Richie, tell us what's happening today. Today, we are watching the first episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stardust Crusaders with a special guest. Hi. We have to stay quiet until we speak to you. <laughs> okay. Yes, Mom. Can we just use that as the intro? Kine, you have to be quiet, and then we'll just start talking. <laughs> okay. That's just, that's just the pre-audio, like, hey, be quiet. <laughs> okay. No one's allowed to know you're here. Oh my god. Okay, are y'all ready? This is serious. You know I take anime seriously. MD Geist, MD Geist 2, Reborn. Yes, my MD Geist 2 has about 20 pages of notes, so. <laughs> I think that's longer than the script. <laughs> Probably more coherent than the script. It's actually very good. It's very deep. Okay. Ready? Okay. <laughs> yes. Hi, Richie. Hi, Sin. Hi, everyone. Richie, can you tell us what we're doing here today? Today, we're discussing episode one of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3, Stardust Crusaders, with a very special guest. I'd like everyone to close their eyes. Everyone listening, <laughs> imagine that you're on a beach. And the waves are hitting your feet. <laughs> and oh my god, who's there with us? It's me again, it's Kayan. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I'm not even a special guest at this point. Hello. It's, like, it's that guy again. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I started, watch out. <laughs> Before we start, Kyan, can you tell us your experience with JoJo? I like JoJo a lot. I've read all the JoJo manga, and I've watched most of the anime and most of the old anime and stuff like that. It's just a series I've always just enjoyed. I've just always loved the art and everything like that, especially as the series goes on. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just fun to be a fun excuse to go back to watch a little bit of Stardust Crusaders. Aww. Richie, what about you? So my experience with JoJo started a long time ago, actually. Um, Kyan might remember this. That I think the, we have was... the same start, actually, I'm going to guess. Yeah. Right. yeah, with the, the fighting game memes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so there was a JoJo fighting game that came out in the late 90s. And... It became an early meme on image boards because no one really knew what it was, but it had these just weird characters and um, all the strange moves they would do and things. They were all named after bands and musicians. And we we're like, what the hell is this? And very specifically, um, Dio, who is the villain of this, this, um, uh, this arc, Stardust Crusaders, he has a power where he will, he freezes time after yelling, Zawarudo! And <laughs> no one knew really what it was, but we just kept seeing that in this fighting game, and it, it became this weird meme that you would, like, do gifts of people like, Zawarudo! And then everything would, <laughs> the colors would invert and freeze. Mm -hmm. And that was my introduction to Jojo, and I, I found out later on that there were, like, Kayan mentioned the old anime. So there were there were JoJo OVAs made before the thing we're watching. It was like I think that was also late nineties. Yeah, yeah. So that that is um, it's a a uh, there's two of them. There's two. Uh, it tries to do Stardust Crusaders in like two two. I think they're about three hours long, like series. But it's written basically as fan service. It's designed for people who've already read it and are already familiar with it, because it starts basically halfway through the story with no introduction to anything that's happened. So if you start trying to watch that, you will think, what, wait, is this, are they starting in media rest and they're going to reveal later on, like, the, the reason they're all here? And they don't. 
you basically just come into the story halfway through with no introduction to who anyone is. They're all talking about stand users and Holly and stuff, and you have no context for any of it. And then they went back and they made the first half of it, but they made it later on. So they did the story, I guess, George Lucas-esque way of kind of- Yeah, and it was like years later. I think the second part came out in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. So it's- I had tried watching that and I had no idea what was going on. So this was my first attempt to actually watch the story in chronological order. Uh, My first introduction to Jojo, a couple of years ago, somebody on stream was like, Sin, do the aura, or whatever. And I was like, I don't know what that is. So they sent me this clip of Jojo just punching through bricks, going, and I'm like, oh my god, I love it. And I've been using it ever since to motivate myself in streaming. Mm -hmm. But I... (laughs) I didn't really know, like, what this whole thing actually is. And people brought up JoJo again when we started reviewing Reborn, saying that it's something I would really like. (laughs) The first JoJo's Bizarre Adventure I saw is Stardust Crusaders with my boyfriend. And I found it really charming. Yeah. Yeah. So you basically had a delayed version of what me and Richie had, but it's the same yeah. experience, just getting introduced to it through via memes of being like, okay, wait, what is this? Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 So we're kind of all on the same page. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Only I went out my way and I eventually read all of it. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And today we're going to discuss episode one of Stardust Crusaders. Yay. Yay! Yay! Before we start, Kyan and Richie, I have a question for you. Okay. Why is it called Stardust Crusaders? Why is it called Stardust Crusaders? Because there is Star Platinum, and yeah. they're all on a crusade. All and the JoJo have... part names are yeah. preposterous. <laughs> yeah yeah i thought there might be some other meaning to it but the star platinum jojo has a star on his neck Mm -hmm. they're looking for someone else who has a star Mm -hmm. gotta find grandpa's body yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes thank you So, episode one is titled, A Man Possessed by an Evil Spirit. I appreciate the title because it's very informative and it encompasses the episode we're about to see. Yeah, it's true of a lot of anime. They'll have extremely... Sometimes the titles will have subtitles that just explain everything that's going to (laughs) happen. It's very convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So the episode starts with three fishermen finding a treasure that looks like it's been locked from the inside. And something is written on the treasure. Right? Mm -hmm. And the writing says, D-I-O. Oh, do you guys have any idea what D-I-O might stand for? The chest contains Diogenes, and the chest is his pot. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to teach these treasure hunters about philosophy. (laughs) Yeah, that works. Cool, thank you. So, later that same boat is found adrift, with no one on it. No sign of struggle. Only three unfinished cups of coffee remain. And the same chest they found earlier is open and empty. (gasps) So I like this, because when you watch it, it sets up a mystery. So you're like, what's D.I.O.? What is this chest? What happened? or all right, but um, if you're watching this in order, because this is specifically part three, you will know who Dio is because he was in part one. I feel like a lot of people on the server were introduced to JoJo through Stardust yeah. Crusaders. It is true, yeah, because yeah, the um, Stardust Crusaders OVA is just called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So when I first learned about it, I just assumed that was the whole story. I didn't realize that anything came before or after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, part three is a huge turning point, too, because um, parts one and two don't have stands at all. Yeah, yeah. 
they have so like the this is yeah. yeah this is where jojo finds its uh its identity yeah also when yeah. people start getting way prettier yeah which a trend that only continues to get more and more extreme <laughs> as the series goes on oh absolutely i find the animation gets like more interesting or more unique i guess as it goes on it's true for the manga as well okay that's what I noticed as well, comparing, because I, I rewatched the old OVA, and just comparing the two, like, the pacing is much, much faster. Even though the, the TV series that we're watching now, even though that's longer, the pacing mm-hmm. is much, much faster of the scenes. There Did, is a lot more impact when things happen. David's production is really good. This I think yeah. this is honestly one of the best manga adaptations I've ever watched in terms of, like... Not necessarily the, the the best thing overall, but just in terms of like capturing source material. Like if you wanted something that was accurate to the source material, um I don't think you could do a better job. You know, if you want to use a better adaptation in general, maybe, but in terms of just like source accuracy and capturing yeah. the tone and everything, it's incredible. Yeah, down to the, them doing like anim like the um the sound effects appear as as kanji on as some um, kana on the screen. <laughs> it looks great. Yeah, um, it looks and the, they do a lot of like obviously other anime does this, but it's much more prominent here than in the old OVA. They'll like break the screen up into panels when things are happening. Mm-hmm. So it it does feel like it's got this really good flow to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back to the episode we're talking about. Discoverers thought that the chest once contained treasure, but eventually everyone lost interest and the chest was forgotten. Mm-hmm. So now, fast forward to 1987. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. How old were you in 1987? Three. I was two. I was bad at math. Four. Wow. Oh my god, we were like little baby hitmen. Yeah. (laughs) We were reborn. Yay. Okay. So, now the action takes place in the police station. Jojo, the protagonist of the series, has been arrested for putting a bunch of people in the hospital. He crushed all of their balls. They specifically said he crushed oh all of their balls. Seriously? Oh, yes. I, did not, I did not notice that. <laughs> Why did he do that? I, that just, I guess, seems like something for like a punk ass Japanese <laughs> yeah. teenager to do. Oh my god. Wow. Oh no, my dog is afraid of thunder. Yeah, so if I suddenly disappear, you know why. That's okay. I'll be power outage. I don't think it's going to be that bad. Which stand has electric powers? Which stand does um, have electric powers in that part? Do you mean like interfacing with electrical things or actual like lightning? Whatever. Because Hermit Purple can interface with electrical things. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one in uh, part four that goes through power lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So have your stand ready, Kyan, in case, you know. All right. Yeah, if somebody tries to crush your balls. <laughs> I have a feeling my balls will merely be crushed. Oh, my God. I don't think I have much of a chance here. <laughs> okay. Thank you, everyone. So here we'll learn that Jojo is 17 years old. Let me ask you, do you think that's a lie? No, but it seems extraordinarily implausible. Yeah. I mean, I I recently found out that Father Gascoigne is 30, so anything is doable. Aww. And Sekiro's, like, what, 28? Yeah. Yeah. And Lady Butterfly is, like, 45. Damn. I mean, by anime standards, you're considered in, like, gramps when you hit about 35, so... <laughs> this is the problem with like talking about shonen that just everyone is going to be like isn't we had this issue with reborn where like we thought bianchi was 30 and she's meant to be 17 yeah 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 
You thought Lambo was like two and he's actually five. But Lambo's barely human. <laughs> yeah. Lambo is like a football with a face. Oh my god. Really? Okay, but you gotta consider like an anime, like like yeah. when you're fourteen, you get to get drawn as like a grown ass teenager. So being seventeen in anime means you're basically like twenty one. Yeah. I guess I kind of missed that part when I first watched the show. So until like the next episode, I assumed Jojo was like 40. <laughs> right. Yeah. Also, he's like By six Jojo, you, five. You mean, yeah. Hmm? You, you, mean, you mean Jotaro? Because this is going to get confusing because the whole <laughs> premise is that they're all called Jojo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Thank you. Oh, I, ha- I have a possible explanation for, for um, Jotaro's physique. Is it because he's a head of a school disciplinary committee and he actually got held back like 20 times? No, but I, that actually works, honestly. <laughs> Although he, he, he's, he's, he's too much of a punk to like be yeah. on the disciplinary committee, surely. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's also like the, the Joestar family, they start in Britain. So they're meant to be Westerners, and it's possible that he's drawn like just much bigger and taller to make himself look. Yeah, more his, Western. A, I don't know. his yeah. official art is six five, which is his official height is six five, which is like way taller than um, anime usually puts even tall characters at. Yeah, which I, I think that feeds into that pretty well. Like. So, Richie, now do you believe me when I told you everybody's way too tall? In what? In JoJo. When did I not believe you? I don't know. I don't know. You yeah, just... this is the thing. You've just you've just assumed that I disagreed with you. <laughs> you've, you've constructed an argument that never happened in order to correct me later on. <laughs> Works with my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. Here we also learn that Jojo's friends call him Jojo because they take the Joe from his first name and the Joe from his last name, his full name being Jotaro Joestar. Yes. Yes. Hmm. They're all, yeah, something Joestar. Yeah. Jojo's mother's name is Holly, and she's at the police Mm. station, and she's talking to the- What? Sorry, what? Hojo. What? She's Holly Joestar, she'd be Hojo. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, wait. <laughs> okay, excellent. Thank you. <laughs> okay. And so she's talking to the officers, right? And she's really worried. And yeah. uh, so they escort her through like a dark corridor to Jojo's cell. As she's going through the hallways, like, I guess her son's life flashes before her eyes. And she has like these sweet memories of her gentle son from when he was a young boy playing with his friends, from when he gave her flowers for Valentine's Day. And like in her worry, she screams out his name as she runs up to his cell, to which Jojo responds, shut the hell up, you're so damn annoying, you bitch. So my question to you is, what's the lore behind Jojo's attitude? I mean, when I rewatched this episode, my assumption at first was, oh, he's just trying to get his mom to leave him alone because he's afraid that he's going to accidentally kill or hurt her. Um, but he's a dick to her later in the episode, too, so he's just a punk-ass little kid. Yeah, he's just a, he's a punk. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think, too, and throughout the series it shows, and he's definitely not my favorite character in the series, although he's the main one. Hmm. Yeah. I really don't like his attitude. Yeah. 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 Okay. Have you seen the older version of him in Diamond is Unbreakable? Yes. Yeah. 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 He turns out okay in the end. I don't know. Does he? He, be- he becomes an absentee father. <laughs> <laughs> he becomes an absentee father and a marine biologist. I feel like, no, I still don't like him. He's slightly less awful. You think? Only slightly. I feel like he seems slightly less often because he has less screen time. That's true. 
Mm-hmm. He's less aggressively a dick later in life. Yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. still bad at people. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Oh, and another thing that I found really bizarre is Holly's response to him calling her a bitch is like, okay. Can you explain that? Holly's a bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Complete silence on Sin's audio track. (laughs) Just killed the podcast. I just assumed she's she's used to him doing this. And I think she knows, probably through his action more than his words, that um, he does care about her. Yeah. I, and I think this is kind of like an exaggerated a, a version of how like a lot of teenage boys can be, where they kind of rebel against their uh, their moms in a way, even though it's like, I love my mom. No, you no, don't hug me. Don't hug me in front of my friend's mom. Don't stop. Aww. I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Like, she knows her kid better than her kid yeah. knows himself. She knows her giant son. Yeah, her six foot five, 40 year old kid better than anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, now that we met JoJo, there are a few questions that come to mind. Why does his head fuse into his hair? Good fucking question. Yeah, I never noticed that, and then when you brought it up to me, I realized, oh god, he's like, (laughs) it's like the next level up from Bart Simpson. (laughs) Where... (laughs) Flush head. There is no separation. No. It's like his hat has a wig attached to the back of it. (laughs) Yeah, at first I assumed it was a tattered hat. And then, as time goes on, it was just like, oh, no. And it's like, when you're drawing in black and white, you can kind of just, like, hide it. But, like, them having to actually animate it and do it in color is just like, oh, Araki, why did you design him this way? (laughs) I mean, it's definitely unique. It does stand out. Mm -hmm. Well, it apparently doesn't stand out, because Richard didn't know until it was pointed out to him. Yeah, now I can't not notice it. <laughs> it's like that. Although meme weirdly, right see. in in the next episode, uh, Kakyoin draws him, and he draws him with the hat and hair separate. It's like I reject this nonsense. I'm just- yeah, yeah. It's like a stylized image of him where <laughs> he has a normal human head. Okay. Thank you. My second question is, why does he wear two belts? Because it's like Kyan was saying earlier, this is sort of when the series starts to find its identity. And the character designs get more and more elaborate. But this is the start of that. Mm-hmm. So you can can imagine what they end up looking like. <laughs> get fancy with you know, uh, fashion. And 20 years stuff. later. Yeah, yeah. They get increasingly... Okay. But yeah, he he's like a um if you got sort of all the the visual kind of signifiers of a Japanese punk kid in the eighties, and then you just dialed mm. them all up to eleven. He's that. So he's got okay. the belts and he's got the chains and he's got the jacket, but they're all massively exaggerated. Mm-hmm. So my third question was actually what's up with the chain? A show of wealth. <laughs> But the thing is, if it was a real chain, the jacket wouldn't be able to hold it up, so it's clearly plastic. But where is he getting jackets that fit him in the first place? Because <laughs> his torso is essentially a triangle. Hmm. Like, his his shoulders are about three times wider than his hips. He's clearly getting these specially made. I see. Okay. <laughs> and my final and most important question. <laughs> Why is he so tall? Got those British jeans. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, I wonder what what he looked like when he was a baby, when he was born. Was he like a really tall baby? But you see him in flashback as a kid and he looks normal. That's interesting. There was some sort of growth spurt that occurred. <laughs> Yeah, he he just hit puberty, and it was that was it. <laughs> True. Okay, thank you.
So, back to the police station. Jojo is being released, but he doesn't want to leave his cell. Jojo explains that he's possessed by an evil spirit. The evil spirit hurts people on his behalf. The cops don't believe him, but they also notice he has a bunch of his stuff in his cell, including beer. And I thought it was really funny when he's like, he has his beer and he takes a pen and he like punctures a hole in the beer and drinks it that way. And it's like, okay, yeah, you are 17. It's like, that's not even convenient. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> also, I, I just skipped to like the, the next episode where they're in high school and the Jotaro's like peer students come up to about his elbow. Yeah. It's not like so. It's not like everyone is tall. He's actually drawn to scale with other humans. Yeah, who yeah. are normal. Yeah, only like his team is tall, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, like a FromSoft game. All the important characters are really <laughs> tall, so you can see them in third person view. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank you. So to prove the existence of the evil spirit, Jojo makes the spirit take a cop's gun, and then Jojo shoots himself in the head with the gun. And can you tell us what happens when Jojo tries to shoot himself with the gun? So I'm pretty sure there he's legit trying to kill himself. And that's just like, hmm. That didn't work. Really? Uh, yeah, it's like it's very oh. ambiguous, but I don't think he knows he has that much control over the evil spirit yet. So, yeah, he doesn't understand what's yeah, happening. He has this look of almost yeah. disappointment on his face, like I can't even. You know, I'd have to disagree with you there. Mm -hmm. I feel like although he cannot control the spirit at this point, he knew exactly what was going to happen. Like maybe that during that fight that already happened, where maybe. Somebody shot him, and the bullet just stopped, like, right in front of his Do face. Do you think he, yeah, or, or he tried to shoot himself? Before. I mean, I think that's perfectly valid, too. It's just completely, yeah, like, yeah. it's not entirely clear what his motive is, but it works either way, or it's just, like, he can catch a bullet. I actually think that was, that's just showing that he's, like, sort of original, because his originality is going to show throughout the series as he, like, fights bad guys. So he's just to the point, he's like, they're not going to believe me. The only way I can prove that there's a naval spirit possessing me is to do something radical. And that would be shooting myself and the evil spirit stopping. It is pretty rad. It does work. And yeah. 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 So do you now agree that my explanation is the one that fits Jojo's character? Um, I think it fits, I think it fits Jojo's character more, but I think the tone of the scene makes it ambiguous, which is annoying. Hmm. Interesting. What about you, Richie? Yeah. yeah, I think he, um, I think that that's probably something like he's, like, yeah, yeah, he's, how, do we know how long he's had the stand for? I think it's point? been a day. Yeah, I think it just, yeah, started. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll put it this way. If I was rewriting the scene now, I would write it your way. It, I, it, to make it clear. Mm-hmm. Is it too late to patch that in? I'm sure they'll remake it at some point. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the fate, the fate of everything at this point. Okay. Thank you. And another thing that I found really interesting is that detail is actually a foreshadowing of the power of Jojo's evil spirit. Like, how is it that the evil spirit has these cool reflexes? And then later in the series, when more things are revealed, you think back to all these instances and you're like, oh, that makes sense. That's cool. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Mm. Yeah. If you look up Jojo on YouTube, there's a series of video essays called Debunking the Idea that Ariaki, who wrote it, forgot things. And I think that you're pointing out that, like, this was all set up beforehand. Yeah. Reminds me of that, yeah. Cool. Though I would say in that case, Araki 100% forgets things. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, just, it's alright if, like, someone writes a story over, like, a 30-year yeah. period that encompasses all these generations and time zones. I was like, everything and he forgets happens within, like, the first four chapters of a new part. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. After that, he's pretty consistent, but you know, he exper- he's yeah. an experimental dude. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Thank you. So at this point, Holly remembers that her own father has strange powers too, although she's still not sure what's happening to her son. You'd think she'd remember earlier that her father had strange powers as well. I'd have to disagree with that because she didn't know. Yeah, she found out about the evil spirit when she got there. Yeah. It's not like the cops said, like, yeah, your son's possessed by an evil spirit. They're like, no, he just crushed, like, all these balls. (laughs) (laughs) These kids have no testicles anymore. (laughs) Yeah. So I think her reaction is, like, processing everything, being like, okay, right, my dad has something weird going on, too. So now we're at the airport, and Holly's father, Jojo's grandfather, Joseph, came off a plane, and he came to Japan to help with the Jojo situation. And I thought it was really cute, because when Holly sees him, she's all like, oh, I love you, Dad, I'm gonna tickle you, and she's like, so sweet. Joseph <laughs> is the best. Yeah, he is. Outside of, outside of infidelity... Joseph is the best. Oh, yeah. yeah. He he is the world's smartest himbo. <laughs> mm. So now we're back at the police station. This time Joseph, as well as Holly, implore Jojo to leave his cell. And meanwhile, we also see that the evil spirit brought Jojo more crap to his cell. So that's, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. An old 80s style boombox. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. I found what's about to happen a little, like, shocking. As Joseph is talking to Jojo, Jojo rips off his grandfather's finger, but luckily it's a fake finger. That hand exists completely to be destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, it does. But again, what does it say about Jojo and his attitude toward his family? I don't know, could he tell that it was fake because of the evil spirit? It's hard mm. to tell, but it is still a very aggressive act. Um, Sin, do you know how he got that hand? Or, or how he lost his hand to begin with? I don't remember. Tell me. It got turned into a squirrel. Okay. I did not know I, that. I just wanted you to know that. When? In part two. How? Uh, by cars. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. C- Cars is a pillar man. Uh-huh. I'm sure that's extraordinarily helpful for you. Listen, I watched a lot of Reborn. I can figure this out. <laughs> yeah. How how does this? Because I, uh, I brought JoJo up during Reborn, right? Yeah. When we talked about the tone. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like tonally? This compares to Reborn. I feel like it's similar, but on a different level. Whereas Reborn is more friendly, this is more, I guess, serious, a little more harsh, but they have similar shifts in tone. Right. Yeah. What do you think, Richie? How did you feel? Well, what I, what I talked about with Reborn was, like, Reborn starts off, like, the baseline of that show is just wacky shit is happening all the time. And characters sort of, like, treat it as the baseline of that reality. And then later on, they start bringing in stuff that characters react to with shock, but it's actually not any weirder than what they live with normally. Mm -hmm. Whereas JoJo starts off with ridiculous shit, but everyone's reactions sort of stay the same throughout. There's a consistency, like, people just... The, the way that they react to stands and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Kyan? I think I haven't watched Reborn. Then why are you here? I'm sorry. You keep asking me to come on, despite my character flaw. <laughs> okay, thank you. Give me just one second. Sure, and I think the thunderstorm has passed. I was so looking forward to just having a power outage in the middle of a podcast. 
That used to happen here all the time. Yeah, it's annoying because it's only this like one hour window. It's like really is <laughs> is this when they had to come? No, I used to not be able to um use the internet at all if it was raining. Oh, for, like six months. Yeah. Oh no. Because there was an exposed wire, so when it rained, the water would get into the copper and it would stop working. That sounds like yeah. a nightmare. So we'd have to look at the at the weather forecast to see if we could record. <laughs> at this point, Jojo says he knows exactly what the evil spirit is, and he introduces Avdal to Jojo and Holly. Avdal summons Magician's Red. Can you describe Magician's Red? Uh, I have in my notes, in all caps, it's Tizak from <laughs> Garo, Mark of the Wolves, uh, which is a funny thing. Mm -hmm. Fighting games lift from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure constantly. Yeah, yeah. And this would be one of those examples where Magician Red looks like a character that would become a SNK grappler years later. A big, giant, red, muscly bird man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what he is. He's like a bird man with abs. Gotta have abs. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really cool. I thought it was a really interesting design. Like, it's not what I expected to see when, you know, when Avdol came on screen and summoned something, basically. Yeah, and in the early um in the early history of the stands, um, they have this very um they're they're very based off of more like myth and legend stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, as time goes yeah. on, they get a lot weirder and a lot more abstract looking. Right. Like yes, way yes. more alien. Uh but here, like, there's still like a very clear theme uh that uh Magician yeah. Red fits into extremely well. So can you talk about that a little more? Well, here we have, like, so in Stardust Crusader, all the stands are named uh, after, uh, well, all the enemy stands are named after tarot cards and Egyptian mm -hmm. gods, I think, later on. Yeah. Um, and they tend to be very simple, like, oh, I'm a bird that controls ice, like... Oh, I have magnetism. Uh, oh, I'm a giant bug that like represents like the tower. Like it's just very very straightforward things matching the symbolism. Mm -hmm. Um, but then later on, you get like weird stuff. Like here, my stands a stopwatch that I can just rewind time back five seconds. Um, my stand is a tiny egg that grows into a weird alien thing that says <laughs> words that attack people, and they become actual physical comic representations of the word. Yeah. Um, my stand makes everybody around me want to fight. Hmm. My stand turns people into dinosaurs by making yes. them vibrate on a specific frequency. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I can shut people to doors to teleport them into other dimensions. Like, <laughs> yeah. They get really, really weird abstract. But mm. in, um, in uh, Stardust Crusaders, they're very straightforward abilities and attacks and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Thank you. So after Avdal summons Magician's Red, this is where we learn what the evil spirit actually is. The evil spirit the hunts Jojo is actually a powerful vision created by his own life energy, and it's called a stand. So at this point, uh, there is an altercation between Jojo's stand and Magician's Red, and we sort of learn that if you injure the person's spirit, you injure the person too. And if the person is weakened, like the spirit is weakened. And so we learn that the spirit and the person are sort of interconnected. Mm. And another thing that we learn is that like regular people can't actually see spirits. I think only stand users can yeah. see other people's yeah. stands. Yeah, that's why the cops don't know what's happening. Mm hmm and the fight between Jojo and Magician's Red is pretty intense. But here we also see like the first signs of Jojo's ingenuity because to beat Magician's Red, 
He breaks like a pipe and some water spills on some fire that Magician's Red created. Yes, uh, the Joestar family is a family of extremely talented himbos. <laughs> They're all kind of idiots, but also mm -hmm. brilliant at the same time. And this is something that's true in every part of JoJo's, is the main character has just spectacular ingenuity under pressure. So I guess I would argue that uh, Jotaro isn't a himbo because you need to be kind of a sweetheart to be a himbo, and he's a jerk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But still. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. And so at this point, um, like Jojo gets tricked to leave his cell during the fight. And that's how this part sort of ends. That was such a pro wrestling type ending where it's like, okay, yeah. how do we get, how do, how do we have Jotaro lose without actually having him lose? Because we don't want to make him look weak. <laughs> like it was, it was just like a perfect way to make everyone look good. Yeah, mm. yeah. Cool. Thank you. So then the next scene, um, everybody's at a cafe. And Holly's talking about how she's glad that her son left that horrible jail cell. And Jojo goes, why are you such an annoying bitch? Hmm. He's a jerk. Hmm. Yeah. Also, imagine being in that cafe with just these ridiculous people. <laughs> just yeah, babbling incoherently. I remember, yeah. I remember in the, um, in the OVA, that scene takes place in like a very small tea house where no one else is. And it's sort of, okay, they're having this secret conversation about, like, vampires and stands and things. Mm -hmm. But then in this version, it's just a cafe on, like, a main street. Yeah, they don't give a shit. people walking by and sitting next to them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And at this point, Joseph tells us more about the legacy of the Joestar family. Joseph references the story that we saw in the very beginning uh, about the 100-year-old coffin. Joseph basically mentions that this coffin was discovered four years ago at sea, and he says that someone was inside the coffin, that someone being Dio. And this is where we learn what the letters D-I-O stood for. But at this point, Jojo doesn't seem to believe the coffin story, which I found a little peculiar. <laughs> I'm possessed by an evil spirit, yet I do not believe that there's a co coffin with a vampire man in it. Yeah. 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 Sounds fake. Sounds fake. It's like, it's not the weirdest thing that happened today, Jojo. Maybe he's just being, like, a teenager and he's just, like, not believing on principle because he wants to sass authority figures. You know what? That makes sense. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Thank you. But I like how Joseph is like, hey, I'll prove it's real. And so he takes a Polaroid, he punches it, and a picture comes out. And this is where we learn that Joseph has a stand that can reveal faraway visions and place them on film. However, the downside is that he has to bust a 30,000 yen camera to do it. You know he figured this out just by getting really mad on accident one time? <laughs> <laughs> so what do y'all think about Joseph's power? What? Hermit Purple's power is is consi consistently ill-defined because mm -hmm. yeah. it kind of has to fit whatever uh, problem he faces. I have the impression at this point is he doesn't even entirely know what it's good for yet. Like, yeah, it's like I have this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it does a bunch of other stuff later on where it sort of interfaces with technology. He's basically like a hacker who doesn't know what he's doing. Which is perfect yeah. for Joseph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when you see this, you get the impression that maybe he doesn't know how to use his power. Maybe you're not supposed to crush a Polaroid. Maybe there's an easier way to do it. But he also mentions that he's only had his stand for a year. So maybe like eventually he'll figure it out and he'll find a better way to like put visions on film. Which is also great, because a whole year, it just means, like, he just wasn't that curious about it. I was like, oh, this is weird. He was <laughs> smashing cameras for a year. Yeah. <laughs> also, 30,000 yen's about, like, a bit under 300 USD, but this is in 1983 money, so... 
Hmm. He is rich. Well, yeah. <laughs> Where is he getting his cameras? He's getting ripped off. Hey, look, it's okay. He's funded by the Speedroot Wagon Foundation. That's, That's true. true. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really cute because uh, I first watched the this season and then I went back to watch the previous season. I'm like, oh, that's what Speedwagon is. That's so cute. He was just a really good dude. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, and here Joseph also explains that all the Joe stars have a birthmark shaped like a star around the base of their neck. It's ginormous and that nobody <laughs> has ever noticed until this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jojo seemed a little surprised. Nikki would have found it when he was trying to figure out where his hat and hair connected. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. So then the photo Joseph created with his stand showed like a pic of Dio with a birthmark shaped like a star. And then we find out that Dio's head is actually using Jonathan Joestar's body. And Jonathan Joestar is Joseph's grandfather. Yeah, this is something that confused me the first time I saw this because it it's a, not this version of it but they were saying like oh he's using jonathan joestar's body <laughs> by which i assume they meant oh his spirit has taken possession of your grandfather's body <laughs> no it means literally it's just from the neck down it's jonathan <laughs> joestar and that fits how chinese vampires i think are portrayed a lot right yeah 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 D dio ends part one as literally a severed head yeah yeah but if you don't know that, it's a bit confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, and then we see the credits, and during the credits we actually see Dio. Bisexual icon Dio. <laughs> yeah, he's very, um, what's the word? Fabulous. Yeah, yeah, very fabulous, yeah. And he's like, I feel like someone's watching me again. And that's not how he said it. No. No, that's how Dracula would say it. You got your vampires. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Definitely. Yeah. Actually, do you think Jojo deserves credit for bringing vampires into it, but not going for like, and this famous historical vampire is actually real? You know what? And that is like nice. No vamp vamp yeah. yeah, it's like no vampires exist, but it's not nothing related to anything you've ever heard before. It's some you just put on a stone mask. mask. It's good. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And here we learn that Jojo is bad because there is like a corpse of a woman on the stairs where he lives, and she has like uh, bite marks on her neck, and the implication is like he killed her. I wonder yeah. what happened here. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's episode one. Yeah. Yeah. What did you first think of episode one when you first saw it? Actually, you know what? This is the first time I watched episode one. Yeah, because I remember I read the manga, so I didn't watch the anime until my friends basically bugged me to. Mm. So I came in midway through not even midway like more of like a quarter of the way through uh part three so i haven't seen the anime versions of uh of part one and two mm -hmm. i've seen everything after that interesting what about you richie um like kyan i had seen these events before but i saw them in the second part of the ova that is actually the first part of the story mm -hmm. And so I knew roughly what was going to happen, but um, I guess the, like I was talking about pacing, if you said to me, oh yeah, the first episode of the anime is just the bit with Jotaro in the cell, I'd think, oh god, they really padded this to shit, didn't they? But no, it, it flies by very quickly because it's extremely well paced and well written and snappy. Yeah. Yeah. It fits yeah. the size of an episode so well, and so little happens. Yeah. But it was, yeah. I was thoroughly entertained. I was kind of like, oh, I wish we were watching more in a row. Before we go, can you tell us who's your favorite character in JoJo? 
In any season. In any season. Ooh, that's hard. Yeah. This is gonna be a long pause. Yeah. I have no idea how to answer because there's so many. I think I really like Jolene from Stone Ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What about you, Richie? I don't know. I'd, I'd have to... I haven't seen all of it yet, so I'd have to finish watching it all. I haven't seen all of it either, but so far my favorite is Kakyoin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, actually, my I think the easy answer especially would just be, uh, I think Joseph, actually. He's just... Yeah. Joseph's yeah. just great. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's at right... Like, if you look at the line between, like, Jonathan and Jotaro, where Jonathan's a little too much of a goody-goody, and Jotaro's a little bit too much of a jerk. <laughs> Joseph's right in the middle of being a gremlin man, where... <laughs> There's no bad intention with any of it, but he's still just good at getting into yeah. trouble and getting out of it, and is great. 